Hey everyone, welcome back to the PFF betting podcast. I am your host, Kendall Valenzuela, joined with me as always, PFF senior data scientist, Ben Brown. And we have a packed show today. We have all these free agency moves. We're going to really be breaking how they are impacting the futures market. So let's get into it. This is a really crazy time for both of us. And I just need to like, make sure you're doing okay. Yeah. You, I mean, I, I, I feel much <laughs> worse for you. Like, yeah, this is, uh, it's definitely like not necessarily a huge ramp up period. I mean, obviously I get mm-hmm. somewhat involved with, you know, free agency and those sorts of things, but I like to leave, you know, our experts uh, to do their jobs well. So I'm more of like a fantasy and betting guy. So at least mm-hmm. like from a content perspective, it is uh, my slower time of year, but yeah, we are definitely prepping for uh, some development work to happen this off season so that we can have, you know, a lot of betting tools and fantasy tools and those sorts of things in place for 2022. So that's been uh, my main grind here over the last couple of weeks, but I definitely feel for you. I know you've got, you know, long, long nights, lots of tweets, lots of Instagrams uh, coming and going. Basically, I'm sure there's been more, more things prepped behind the scenes than anybody's even aware of and things set up. And then there's just, you know, some of it just gets discarded, unfortunately, when rumors don't turn into fact, I guess. But right. Yeah. If you, everyone, if you know a social media manager for the NFL, right. For any team, buy him, buy him a give them a hug, buy, yeah. you know, Venmo them five bucks, like make sure they're okay. Because yeah, this that. is, this is my first free agency too with PFF. So it's, um, okay. we're doing follow us, Instagram, Twitter, follow us because we're, we are tracking every single bigger move right so it's you know the first day was crazy second day it's been kind of slowing down but there are still so many you know high you know free agents still out there we have our we have our top 100 still out there but um armstead is still out there like jadavian Clowney is still out there all all these guys bobby wagner so it's we've got a lot of meat left on that bone but it has been it has been a good free agency so far i want to know what you're like favorite move maybe has been or maybe most surprising so far I mean at least from uh I would say like an overall team perspective I was not necessarily completely blindsided by Tom Brady coming back on Sunday oh, but yeah. uh it was definitely a shock and then and then the fact that like a lot of their free agents just kind of fell in line right like Chris Godwin mm-hmm. got tagged and then re-upped him for three years Ryan Jensen is back Carlton Davis all these guys are all sudden like back in the fold and I kind of expected at least some of them to uh, potentially test the free agent market but uh i think given the state of the nfc you know tom brady was basically kind of like licking his lips uh mm-hmm. hoping for you know one maybe one more maybe a couple more opportunities at actually getting through uh to the super bowl so it definitely makes sense from his perspective but i think overall how that thing just kind of like completely fell into place uh, in the span of like four days was probably the most exciting uh, development, I would say, from a free agent perspective, in my opinion. So that had to have been a PR move, right? Are we under I mean, the impression it was a P- like he dropped his, you know, I was, ta- I was talking to our social channel and I was like, you know what? He dropped his Brady apparel brand, you know, right, right. when he retired. So I'm like, I don't know what PR, what weird thing. And then you saw him with Cristiano Ronaldo like two days before he made his decision. Right. And, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo asked him, he goes, oh, you're done, right? And you see him go, ooh, I don't know. And then he just comes, yeah, and then he just comes back and they get right. core pieces. They get uh, Jensen back. They, like right. you said, they tag Godwin. It's just, they're going for it again. Right. And so I that mean, just and- really impacts that whole market too. Right. Because we we didn't have them, you know, we talked about them before and it we were a little, not off of them, but we were waiting to see what quarterbacks they picked up during free agency. Right. And now that's over. 
Yeah, I mean, the NFC South obviously got a lot better. I would say they were definitely the worst division in the NFL without Tom Brady and without some of those guys uh, mm-hmm. in the fold. But um, I do think that, you know, there was a clear uh, drop off after the Packers and the Rams. And thankfully, you know, we have the Buccaneers up there as well. But it definitely is, you know, the power definitely lies in the AFC. So uh, it definitely makes a lot of sense from my perspective for why Tom the Brady AFC came back. is so. a house. It is and a there's house. just and no other way even, around right. it. I don't even know what the NFC can be classified as, but it's not anywhere <laughs> it's close not a to house. It's like there's a, nothing. It's so funny. And then Von Miller, I think that was one that I did not see coming right. at all yesterday was Von Miller going to the bills. Right. And then they have Gabriel Davis. They, they just made some moves the other day and they're just, they're going for it too. They're done. Right. They're done. They're done getting so close and then not being able to finish the job. Right. And I do think, you know, like Isaiah McKenzie is going to get the, you get mm-hmm. to get us the shot in the slot. Uh, with no Cole Beasley anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. So they re-upped, re-upped Isaiah McKenzie. I think that's, you know, kind of an intriguing uh, development from like a fantasy perspective, obviously really dynamic player in the limited role that he had. So uh, I like it quite a bit. I do agree with the betting market making the bills, uh, you know, the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl right now. And I do think mm-hmm. that fits in a lot of ways. And I do, you know, I'm not betting them right now, but uh, I definitely like uh, them to actually get out of the AFC in this 2022 season right now. So finally, 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 AFC. All right. Well, let's break, let's break some, let's break some divisions. We're going to go by division, right? We're going to yep. see if you have any changes, see if you're um, liking anyone for their futures with all the free agency moves that's gone on. So I have to, I have to, have to, have to start with the AFC South for many reasons, but that reason being what, the, what the hell are the Jacksonville Jaguars right. doing? Um, yeah. And not, not saying it's bad. I'll let you, I'll let you break it down, but do they have Darius Williams, Cam Robinson, Brandon Scherf, um, Christian, that Christian Kirk deal. Um, and then Evan Ingram, Zay Jones, they're just, they stacked it up. They just opened up the floodgates when free agency started and it hasn't really slowed down even a little bit. So what are you seeing with what they are doing? And is it changing your mind at all, even a little bit to that division and the future, those future odds? Yeah. I mean, I definitely would say that I was excited for Jacksonville probably before free agency in a lot of ways, obviously the AFC South is going to be down quite a bit, right? Worst Mm -hmm. division of football. It's looking like now uh, given the Brady news, but uh, so I was excited. They had, you know, by far the most cap space in the NFL could make a lot of moves, number one overall pick. So I thought they could get a lot better and seeing who they decided to focus on. I am probably more perplexed uh, and less excited about them than I was heading into free agency. You know, the Christian Kirk deal seems like it, uh, sent like a ripple effect through the wide receiver free agent in the market. And like, you know, I think they signed him for what they probably could have gotten Allen Robinson around for or something like mm-hmm. that. So it seems like they uh, overpaid for mid tier options that uh, I'm not quite sure why they did that. Right. Like Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. Okay. I, w- I would probably rather have DJ Chark and the Schnault in those roles than those guys. So uh, I'm, I'm perplexed by that. The one, one move I do like, uh, I think Darius Williams is a pretty good signing at that price. And I do think Mm -hmm. Brandon Sheriff, you know, solidifying the offense line does make some sense, but outside of that, yeah, it's looking like they're going to go Aiden Hutchinson first overall in the NFL draft. And, you know, that kind of hurts some of our draft prop futures, but I think overall, I'm definitely probably more down on the Jaguars heading to 2022 than I was even last week at this time, I guess. I mean, so. you didn't like Christian Kirk's four-year 72 Yeah, 72 million, million <laughs> like 18 million per year or something. It's crazy. I mean, it is honestly 
no, crazy, it was right? it was crazy because when that came out, we genuinely thought it was a typo, right? Right. Schefter yeah, puts it right. out because they they originally put it out and it's eighty, you know, because he has up to eighty four million with right. incentives, right. and we're like, there's no way that 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 if that would have made him a top three paid wide receiver, right? But then you watch and you do it. It has had a ripple effect because you can tell like A-Rob is still out there. Devontae right. Adams is in a weird spot because he's a good, Christian Kirk is a good right wide receiver that could become great. But that's like a lot of teams are angry with Jacksonville, right? For destroying the right. wide receiver market. And that's right. probably why we haven't seen much movement as of late. There are other things like, you know, Deshaun Watson is figuring out his stuff right now. And there's a lot of other things going on, but that has to be a huge reason why we haven't seen that much movement on that offense, those offensive high tier guys. Yeah. I mean, definitely like Odell Beckham Jr. is still out on the market, of Mm -hmm. course, as well. So it's like, you know, Jarvis Landry gets cut. Uh, Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think Christian Kirk maybe could turn into great, but it's just, he's so far away from that right now that the amount of money they threw at him just seems kind of insane uh, from mm-hmm. my perspective, I would much rather have a guy like Alan Robinson. I would have, you know, even like DJ Chark's deal with Detroit was like for one year, 7 million. I want to say it was between six and eight. I can't even think of the exact number off the top of my head, but um, like, I think DJ Chark is a legitimate receiver when he's healthy and available. So uh, the mm-hmm. fact that they, you know, signed Kirk for 10 million more per year and gave him four years, it's just, it's, it it's, it's perplexing. It's frustrating. And, and then the Zay Jones, you know, situations kind of compounds it as well. So I don't know. They had a ton of money. I wish they would have spent it a little bit more carefully, I guess. And then I think they would have been a team that could have actually been really excited mm-hmm. in 2022. But mm-hmm. we'll see. It still depends on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the division is wide open. But uh, given their current price and how trendy they were before, it's probably a spot where I'm, you know, avoiding still at this point. Yeah. So. Yeah, AFC South Division, uh, Tennessee Titans plus plus 100, which actually right. caught, like, that was kind of crazy, too, because, you know, the market's moving so fast. Colts plus 140, the Jaguars plus 750, and then Houston Texans plus 2200. So, I mean, the Titans, they got, they center Ben Jones for two years, uh, 14 million. And then, and then they released Julio Jones. Right. So I feel like with this, with this division, you're still kind of on the Tennessee Titans, unless you see something different come out from the Colts. Yeah. I mean, I really like to see the Colts quarterback situation get yeah. resolved. Right. I mean, if they end up with uh, somebody that, you know, it's, it's not going to be Kirk cousins anymore. I do think they definitely win this division with Kirk cousins at quarterback, but that's not going to happen. I do think, you know, a guy like Matt Ryan in this particular offense would also be uh, the spot that I would definitely gravitate towards as well. So uh, if Matt Ryan, I mean, he, I think he's probably like, he, I would probably rather lean toward Baker Mayfield than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I've never been a Garoppolo guy, I guess, but if they got Matt Ryan, I would actually be pretty excited about the Colts at plus 140 to win this division. Okay. This year. So that's, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I could maybe get on board with Baker, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the Matt Ryan signing there would be or trade. There would be uh, pretty intriguing from my perspective. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Then, well, Cause the then you know, then you know, Julio's coming too, right? I mean, he's yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's, um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird division. The Jacksonville Jaguars didn't do, didn't do themselves any favors either because we were ready. It was a trendy pick like a week ago. I think Eric eager was talking about it too. And now they've just, they've totally blown it up. Someone, someone in Twitter on Twitter was like, it's my favorite pastime, like watching the Jacksonville Jaguars spend so much money on the wrong, (laughs) the wrong guys. It always makes me laugh. Um, let's do NFC South then, because we touched on it a little earlier, but Tom Brady, obviously he said he's returning and then they just, they stacked up again, right? Ben, uh, Chris Godwin, one year, 
15 million on the franchise tag, Ryan Jensen, Carlton Davis, uh, Russell Gage too. He got yep. three years, 30 million, 20 fully guaranteed. So Tampa Bay, I mean, minus, minus 190 as of yesterday, but this, this division is interesting. And this is where we can start to think a little bit because there have been rumors and it hasn't happened yet as we're recording this podcast, but Sean Watson, and we kind of have to talk about him because all the teams that he has said that he wants to go to and the two teams that, the, that they're deciding, deciding between are the new Orleans saints and the Atlanta Falcons right now. Yeah. And there's been some, you know, subtle tweets from Pitts because they have the same agent and he's like, Oh, the Falcons are about to get wild and things like that. So we yeah. can speculate all we want, but it is interesting. Tampa Bay minus 190 to win the NFC South new Orleans Saints plus two fifty, Carolina Panthers plus three fifty, And then the Falcons are sitting there at plus 700. Right. So it's, it's a guessing game of course, but where could you see these odds move? I mean, we're probably going to get uh, an answer if while we're not recording this podcast, probably within today you know it's something's going to come down really fast so what are you looking at with the nfc south and how are you going about this this news and how you're going to how you're kind of going to start betting it once he does pick his destination yeah i mean i definitely think that it seems like the saints and to a lesser extent the panthers are both at least have some expectation of deshaun watson baked into their current price right now so Mm -hmm. uh, and it doesn't seem to be uh the same setup with the atlanta falcons for some reason but to me they kind of look like uh, the front runners to land Deshaun Watson, given, you know, just the information that we've received in the last 24 hours or whatever. I know the saints met with them twice now, uh, but it does seem like if, if the Falcons can make it happen, that apparently is where he wants to be, um, you know, going home, all these other things. So I do think that, you know, given, you know, we don't know the situation with his suspension, how long he's going to be out for. He definitely, you know, is going to get suspended. It just depends on how long they actually mm-hmm. do suspend him for, but, um, yeah, they're, you know, it's unfortunate to say, but they, whatever team lands him in the NFC South is very much in, in the hunt to win the division, I would say, when it's all said and done, um, given the talent that uh, is on the field with him at quarterback, it's just, you know, he's, he's obviously graded out from really well from the PFF perspective. So Falcons don't have a ton of weapons around him outside of Kyle Pitts, but uh, I think at plus 700, that would be uh, the spot I would gravitate toward and probably take a flyer on right now for sure. Mm-hmm. So Got it. Are you, did you put anything, anything different down with the Bucks news? Like any, any Tom Brady MVP? I know you don't usually do those, but it was once it came back, you're like, you know, they're going for it again. Yeah. I mean, I did have some, you know, when the news first came out there, you know, some offshore books that Eric and I have, there were some delayed odds on that. So we did get some decent, you know, division odds Mm -hmm. with Tampa Bay where they were previously priced at. Um, So I think, you know, basically sticking with that for the time being, but um, I think the Bucks might be better than they were here uh, in 2021. So I, I, I don't mind them as potentially getting out uh, of this conference and winning the championships or winning the conference championship, getting to the Super Bowl, and then we'll see what happens there. So uh, I like them more than I like the Rams right now. Uh, and I do think that they should be ahead of the Packers as well. So uh, I'd probably be buying into them in the conference championship market more than anything. I do think that's probably uh, a pretty decent lay on them right now. So perfect. I have to, they're trendy, but we have to talk about them. And that's the stacked AFC West. Yeah. I feel like Russell Wilson broke my heart, went to, went to the Denver Broncos. And then everyone, like the, everyone just said, you know what, we we're going to, we have to make a move because of this and they all want to compete against the chiefs. I know you and Eric have said 
they're not trending down, right? The Kansas City Chiefs, but they right. have been in the last couple of years, they have been trending in that direction, not down necessarily, but not at the level that they were performing once before. And I feel like right. these teams see that and they recognize that. So you've got JC Jackson with the Chargers, Khalil Mack, Chandler Jones just got um, a deal with the Raiders and then Randy Gregory to the Broncos. So how are you looking at this, at this division? It's, it's really wide open right now too. Kansas City Chiefs plus 150, Denver Broncos plus 200 chargers plus 275 las vegas raiders plus a thousand i think i'm surprised at where the broncos are i know they right. got russell wilson and things like that but when i look at the chargers it just doesn't to me it doesn't make sense and i know eric has said the same thing so i want to get your perspective on what's going on in that division yeah i mean i definitely think you know it's either the chiefs or the Chargers are the team that you should bet right now the Chargers have moved quite a bit as well i think they were at you know plus 400 on caesars even last week when you know around the time that the khalil mack trade was officially announced uh, that was kind of like the lagging book in their futures market so i do have some charges at plus 400 plus 275 is a little bit uh short of a price i would say right mm -hmm. now so i probably don't really want to get involved there uh but i'd be leaning more towards the chiefs i do think it is a uh, pretty tall order to ask the Denver Broncos to uh, not only compete, but win the best division in football with a new head coach, with a new offense coordinator, with a new defense coordinator, with, you know, a uh, new quarterback, all these other things. So a lot of moving parts. And if they kind of start off a little bit slow uh, in a division that uh, does have some really strong pass rushers now, and, you know, that's kind of been Russell Wilson's Achilles heel. Uh, I do think that, you know, that's going to be uh, probably a little bit of a spot where they're definitely overvalued. So I'm still on board with the Chiefs at, you know, plus 150. I do think that is probably uh, the correct buy-in opportunity, but uh, the Chargers look like, legitimate contenders and are doing absolutely everything right. I would say from an analytics perspective to set up, you know, this Justin Herbert rookie contract situation as best as mm -hmm. they possibly can and try to maximize that window. And that's, you know, exactly what we kind of want to see uh, from these teams and they're actually doing it. So it's hard not to uh, at least want to back them and also hope that they are successful and kind of playing into uh, the way that, you know, PFF or, 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 or analytics would hopefully try and build a team. So mm -hmm. I like the chargers probably still betting the chiefs a little bit as well, but uh, I, I can't touch the Broncos, unfortunately. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. The AFC West is going to be so fun to watch. So fun. It, it's, it is. I'm, I'm actually really excited about that because the Broncos obviously slid the Las Vegas Raiders with Max. I love Max Crosby and I, Chandler Jones right. just makes that all the more exciting, whether they compete as much as the Chargers chiefs and Broncos is too tough to tell, but that'll, right. that'll be a fun division. Did you see, did you see what the Seahawks put out yesterday? Was it? I mean, the, I don't think I saw you, the the thank oh, you. It was one like of the greatest you, or something. One you know, of the greatest quarterbacks. Right. It's, like, it's, it's insane. It's I'm insane. like, what is going on? Right. They can't. And then they put out, you know, Pete and all their, you know, top tier um, front office guys put something on. They were right. like, Russell. It was a thank you, but it was a backhanded thank you. Right. They were like Russell wanted to move on. It was obvious Russell didn't want to be here. And I'm sitting here like, stop. You look so right. bad. They right. do look it's really so, bad. It's so bad. And the whole thing has been like so cringeworthy, I would say. And, you know, like yeah. I know you're a big Russell Wilson fan. Like I love his on-field play. He is a little bit, mm -hmm. I would say, cringy off the field with certain things that, <laughs> you, you don't know. like Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> I don't like Mr. Unlimited. I don't like this and that. But I do honestly, like looking back at it, he's pretty underappreciated from a quarterback perspective and oh. has been his entire career. And like yes. I thought maybe that was just, uh, you know, the league as a whole not appreciating, but it seems like, Seattle had no idea what they possibly had with him. Like they literally struck gold mm -hmm. drafting him in the third round on that rookie deal. And then just like 
completely fell apart all the things around him so uh, it's, it was, it's it's unfortunate but I, and I, I hope he's successful in Denver but I do think especially this year uh, it's it's gonna be pretty difficult for him yeah so. and and the Broncos play the Seahawks and I just know that's gonna be his revenge tour. But, it, right, but it was right. crazy because now you're I'm a Seahawks fan and it's super disappointing to see them put that stuff you know one of the best quarterbacks right. we've had and I'm like stop you gotta stop who's even, but, uh, yeah who's the, yeah, but like, no one no one literally no one but it is crazy because like like and it all started and now I'm going to go on a tangent here, but like things changed in 2017, like right. the athletic put a great piece out about it, but it was 2017. He had the league high 34 passing touchdowns. And then, but like Lynch then was gone, uh, you know, Chancellor, Averill, all that stuff. And he replaced Pete Carroll replaced Daryl Bevel with Brian Schottenheimer. Right, right. And then it all went to crap because that they wanted to reestablish that Seahawks, like their run first identity. Right. And it just, and that was it because that was the time that they should have said Russell Wilson is the pinnacle QB. Right. We should make that. We right. should make this all about him. And that's what Russ wanted. And that's right. usually the move that you make. And then you try to reestablish that run first. And it's, and it's, impo- it's just impossible to do with Russell Wilson. So you get right. now, then you have his camp saying he doesn't want to be there and floating that information out. And then the Seahawks are like, Oh, it doesn't matter. He's fine. And then you get him to go to the Broncos. And that's right, exactly right. what happens when you, when you just don't make, they never made him the, like not the center of attention. That's the wrong way to put it, but right. they never, they never made that offense about him. Right. right. It, was, it was, it was a weird situation. Yeah. And it worked for them at first because he was on the rookie deal or whatever. And he could, you know, mm-hmm. didn't necessarily have to, the offense didn't have to completely revolve around him. But uh, after that second contract uh, and the fact that they just focused so much on the run, it was, it was a complete disaster. And, and, you know, ownership all the way on down completely Ugh. made the wrong decision going with, you know, Pete Carroll and John Schneider over Russell Wilson. There's just like no way to not agree with that statement because, yeah. you know, it, like now, now they're looking at it where like, are we rebuilding or not? And if we're rebuilding, like, why is Pete Carroll still here? Cause he's not yeah. going to be the guy that even, you know, sees us through this rebuild or anything, or he might not even be the guy uh, that should be in charge of rebuild. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's just like conflicting things and no one has any idea the actual direction that they're trying to head. And it's, it's going to be ugly, unfortunately, it until they figure out it's going to be ugly for a while. So, it yeah. is tough. And that 2018, that 2018 offense was so hard to so, watch, right? It right. was so, it was so egregious. And now I think it's more disappointing now because we see what's happening in the AFC and, you know, if they did everything right, they would, they would just be on top of the world right now right. in that, in the NFC, because right. all the talent is not, or the talent is there, but it's nowhere near close to the AFC. So it's right. just, right. Right. oh, Ben, it's so disappointing. <laughs> this and was their I window. Just, this now, was like their window and they just like threw it oh, out. They just like God, threw it out and didn't even I'm go sick. for it. So it is I'm frustrating. Sick. And now but, they're going to, they're probably going to draft Malik Willis or draft some quarterback if Malik is there that's who they're gonna go don't you think right. that's, I mean that's be I would say yeah I, I think I think so right I mean the worst case scenario is they draft like a you know like a I don't even know what Pete Carroll's is to be honest with you they have to just, draft a quarterback yeah they're not they gonna run should. out there with Drew Locke Gino Smith, man, I think he's still available. That's what I, I said before. Gino, he, looked, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. I think last Gino year, would so. beat Drew Locke in a quarterback. That's the that's the scary part. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sick. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Kurt, the Vikings re up Kirk Cousins for another yeah, year or two that. or three. So it's like you know we can be sick together. I'm sorry. Say, I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let's finish up with the last one, and it is one that we have really liked. We really like the Ravens. I still think we really do like the Ravens. They've uh, they've 
done well in free agency. They've made some moves, but the Steelers too, the Steelers have been interesting because their free agency additions, Mitch Trubisky, Miles Jack, Mason Cole, James Daniels, uh, Wallace, Levi Wallace, I believe too. So the Cincinnati Bengals are plus 175 right now. Baltimore Ravens plus 175 as well. So we've seen that kind of change there since we talked about them a couple weeks ago. Browns plus 330 there in a tailspin with Baker. He's doing his cycle of whatever he's doing. So the media is doubting him right now. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers plus 650. Um, it's just Baker Mayfield is so funny to right. see his his pen like his thank you to Cleveland fans and then and then they they were out on the Deshaun Watson trade right like so now he's still he's sitting there and he's like damn this is this why is did awkward. I write that right yeah that's apparently he wants out now more than Cleveland wants him out of but uh it's just it's, it's it is a disaster unfortunately like I do think like Indianapolis and Cleveland, you know, at least Cleveland still has the quarterback, but two teams, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll put Pittsburgh in there as well. Two teams definitely set up probably to win now outside of the quarterback situation. So I know we talked about Pittsburgh, especially uh, probably being the team that should draft a rookie quarterback. Uh, and it sounds like, you know, maybe they weren't completely sold on a rookie quarterback or didn't think that they get, that mm-hmm. gave them the best opportunity to win right now. Mitchell Trubisky, they must think that he does. I'm not quite sure if I agree with that, but uh, I do think that the move at least makes sense if you evaluate the rest of the team and realize that, yeah, they are kind of set up to win now. So I do think Trubisky maybe uh, at least helps them with that particular window, but uh, he's not a guy that I would ever expect to be a favorite at any sort of playoff game, especially in the AFC. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely, you know, a low, low ceiling sort of outcome for Pittsburgh, which is kind of what they gravitate towards. So mm-hmm. not, not a team I'm interested in buying. And I know we've talked about the Ravens. I know Eric loves the Ravens. I love the Ravens. We love the Ravens. We love the Ravens. And, you know, they do make, you know, tons of good decisions in free agency as well. Right. Like we talked about it with the Chargers a little bit, but like the analytically sound teams that, uh, you know, continue to maximize edges. Like those are the teams I want to root for. And that's what the Ravens did, especially in free agency. I do think, you know, the Zadarius Smith signing, absolute home run uh, mm-hmm. did hit on a couple other plays as well. So uh, yeah, I think they should probably just continue to trend up. And if you buy into maybe a little bit of, you know, big play type regression for the Cincinnati Bengals, then, you know, the Ravens are sitting there and if they're healthy, uh, they, I think they're definitely the team to beat in the AFC North. It's making our, I think we said this weeks ago though, then it's making me really happy now because we, we got them at a really good price a right. few weeks ago. Cause it wasn't, it was not trending in this direction and it was still, Bengals all the way and now you're kind of seeing that market change where they know right. the bangle the Bengals and the Bengals have addressed uh pretty well during free agency that offensive line and things right. like that but yeah I mean the Baltimore Ravens they could be could be fun to watch and I'm really excited right. for that future bet so right that'll be good that'll be good I don't uh, what's the next move that's made are you gonna? I need you to predict something for me here. I mean, I really want to see where Allen Robinson lands. I don't even know why yeah. I'm like so intrigued about his situation, but uh, I've kind of always been a closet Allen Robinson fan, fan. Didn't think he got a fair shake in Chicago, of course. So uh, I'm interested in seeing where he lands. And then, yeah, I know we, I just mentioned the Bears, but it's like they are doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing to maximize, you know, Justin Fields' rookie contract mm-hmm. situation. So uh, I think continuing to monitor them, I thought they could maybe be a sneaky option in the NFC North, but uh, given what they've done here recently, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of a dumpster fire. You're so changing, I don't know. It's, yeah, it might mind. be changing my mind. I would like to see them do something, uh, make a move in the right direction for really maybe making a, 
permanent decision, but uh, they're definitely a team I'm watching closely, I would say right now. So who do you have? Uh, I got to ask your March Madness questions. Who do you have? You filled your brackets out, obviously. I filled my brackets out. Who do you, who I, you got? I got Tennessee. I thought they were like oh. kind of this like, you know, because I obviously you don't want to pick the favorites. Don't really like picking the one seed because it doesn't really maximize your win probability, win expectation and, you know, bigger brackets. So I like to go with like a two or three seed to win it. And then if they actually do win it, uh, I would maybe win the bracket. That hasn't actually worked out for me yet in all the years that I've filled out like a bracket. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm continuing to stick with it because I basically do uh, no other research. The one disappointing thing I will say there, there is like this R package uh, where you can simulate brackets out and I've used it every year. And then this year, the creator of it, like didn't even uh, update the data or information. So then I was completely flying blind uh, with like no model or anything for my March Madness bracket. So it's, uh, it's a disappointing start. We'll see what happens here. But if Tennessee loses in the first round, uh, I might be distraught for like 12 hours. So yeah, <laughs> I, did, I went chalk. I'm, I'm all Gonzaga. You Gonzaga That's, season? You, know, you gotta, you gotta support the hometown, support Washington. Right. My family went to Gonzaga. So right. I'm just, I'm just at Got some it. point, I'm hoping they've broken well, our hearts the last like, three years at least yeah. so you know just so, in, in line with seattle's so i do i do like Gonzaga this year as well because that chet holmgren or whatever mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. he went to minnehaha academy they were actually our biggest high school rivals so we really uh, yes we played you know i didn't obviously come anywhere close to playing him but we did play <laughs> minnehaha in high school we beat them uh on homecoming my senior year at their oh. homecoming as well so that we was storm the court nice, and everything storm the well this of was course. football but yeah we stormed yeah. the field i guess, storm the field, sure. I guess. So yeah we did so beat him at basketball we did beat him at basketball too though so that, that was, was awesome that when i was in high school that was like right before minnehaha got really good and then all of a sudden they were like this elite team basically and then chet holmgren seven one guy comes along and it's just like the best player that Minnesota's ever had, basically. So, that's so it's awesome. not surprising he went to Gonzaga, but yeah, what are you that's do? true. That's true. Their so, house. So awesome. House. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Good, good luck with your bracket, everything like that. We're going to be back with you next week. We're probably going to go over some uh, draft. There's more draft props coming out. So follow us on Twitter, follow us for everything you need. Send us a message if you have any questions, anything you want us to answer on the next podcast and have a great weekend.